What happens when you die? Well, depending who you speak with and what you believe, your concept of the afterlife may vary. But even more importantly, what happens to your crypto and your other stuff when you die? This is a question we can answer more specifically and one that you should personally be able to answer. We've invited Vanessa Clark to the show to answer some really important questions. She's an attorney practicing estate planning, crypto, and personal injury. Planning for what happens to your stuff when you die or become incapacitated may not be on your radar of stuff you want to hear, but if you've got loved ones who you want to have access to your crypto, you definitely don't want to miss this We're All Gonna Die Someday, episode number 611 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? It's a good day to be alive. And because you're alive, you get to listen to the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Kahn. And I'm the ghost of Travis. He's not here anymore. But quite frankly, he's just not not around. He's never been all there anyhow. Who are you talking to? I like to live. Living is better than dying. Probably living is living is pretty cool. I'm I'm down with it. But you know, you do need to uh, be thinking about the future, and especially if you've got wallets. I mean, this is something I've thought about. It's like, all right, I know where the you know what vaults the keys are hidden in. Um, I you know I know what I've got. But if something were to happen to me, are my kids going to be able to sort through all that, find the right keys for the right accounts and be able to access the NFTs and the MetaMasks and the passwords? And, uh, it, there's a lot to it. You want to make yeah, sure I you, thought you were leaving that. that to me. I thought you were leaving me all your cryptos. I'm leaving you a big bag of dicks. Great. To, to go with one the other one that you left me. To go with the other one that I gave you last week. Yeah, it's right here. It's right here. <laughs> so it's really nice. It says uh bag of dicks. Yeah. You can see it right here. You open it up. And they, uh, they can't nice. see it because we're we're not on video, but here. you can uh, see it like, with your here's ears. Actually, a bag of dicks. They look like like shake it so people look can like hear it. Little nerd candy kind of things. They're like, I don't know. It's like not even an inch long dicks. These are really tiny ones, but there's a bunch of them. So that's That'd nice. be funny if they were candies, because then you could be like, eat a bag of dicks. These are candy dicks. These are they, candy they dicks. Are. And then I love how it says, I love dick. That's really nice. <laughs> I told Joe from this mystery vending machine, I told Joe, sometime this is going to appear on his back at an event. It better not happen at NFT NYC. I'm <laughs> telling you, it, it better not. I'll be like, what? I thought it said I love NYC. Yeah. And then here's just a, here's a button, just a dick. <laughs> It was a vending machine. We were in uh, Orlando and we went to this karaoke <laughs> bar and they had this unusual vending machine. It was called Mystery Vending Machine. And they had like stuff packaged up that was so unusual. Like they had taken old Pokemon cards and you could buy this mystery bundle of Pokemon cards out of the vending machine. And there was the bag of dicks. And, and Aaron looked at me and says, you have to get that for Travis. So it was her her idea well and then you guys also sent me i I think it was her who sent me a mug that says eat a bag of dicks 
So that was really nice. That's two gifts that I've gotten from you around dicks. Are you seeing the theme here? <laughs> yeah. So when you got I love dick sticker on your back, don't be surprised, bro. <laughs> you brought it on yourself. <laughs> well, I'll tell you um, who doesn't fit the theme of this at all is our guest today. I mean, she doesn't deserve to. I don't know. How Can we to say maybe this. just do another intro on this one? Because here we are talking about dicks and we have like a really nice lady coming on. This seems no, I mean, this, this is the show. It's, it's the bad crypto <laughs> podcast. She is super nice though. And, and I guess yeah. because the subject matter we're talking about is so serious, we just added some levity. And now here comes the serious part of the podcast, our interview with Vanessa Clark. And on the other side, we'll probably be silly and irreverent again, because that's what we do. Here we go. You know, one of the things people in the crypto space don't tend to think about is the future, right? They, they want to know what's hot today. What can I buy now and sell tomorrow and, you know, 10x my, my gains on. But smart investors always look towards the future. And in this case, we're talking what could be the distant future for many of us. I mean, we, we all have a limited number of days on this rock that is flying around the sun. But, uh, you know, sometime one thing that is guaranteed is that each of our days comes to an end. And what is your plan for when that happens? Well, we are super fortunate to have found somebody who has answers to those questions. In fact, she's an attorney. Don't hold that against her. She's, she's a good attorney. It's like, are you a good witch or a bad witch? She's a good one. Uh, and she is a Puerto Rican here on the, uh, the, the, born on the island that we now live on. Her name is Vanessa Clark. She's the founder and principal attorney of Clark Law, PLCC in Orlando of the Floridas, attorney to Mickey uh, Mouse. Is that what you do, Vanessa? Yes, I'm an estate planning attorney. Nice. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here today. Let's go ahead and give the uh, disclaimers that need to be given because you are um, you're licensed in Florida only, correct? Correct. So I can only give legal advice in the state of Florida. Uh, I cannot give legal advice outside of the state. My goal for today is to provide information to people so that they do seek out their own estate planning attorney. Excellent disclaimer. That's pretty good, Trav. What do you think? It was it was um, very disclaimery. It's like nobody's better disclaimers than that. I mean, how are you going to get better than that? I don't know. That's pretty solid. So, Vanessa, we've uh, wanted to have you on the show for some time. And due to reschedulings, illnesses, construction work, we have been postponed. But I believe that today is the right day and the right time. And you're here for a reason. Oh, wait a second. There's somebody at my door. <laughs> oh, wait. It's the way that somebody doing construction things. That's... I think he heard the word attorney and was like, oh, I'd rather hit my thumb with a hammer than speak <laughs> to a lawyer. Yeah, that's what happened is everybody was like, oh, wait, there's talking to an attorney. OK, I guess we'll listen to the next episode. <laughs> so you're a, you're a native here. You're Boricua of, uh, of Puerto Rico. So um, what, why did you leave the island? Why would you do that? My family, <laughs> my, I, we were five years, I was five years old. I really didn't have a choice in anything, but uh, it's funny because Spanish was my first language. I, there was a time that I could not speak a lick of English and now you just can't get me to shut up. Now I just keep going. She's got words. 
You need to be quiet already. We're tired of hearing you. Just kidding. We like you. Nice, You're awesome. Travis. <laughs> Hands woke up. I'm a little grumpy. Forgive me. Grumpy. So this Dad. is great. So estate planning in the blockchain world, like how does one begin to well, think you, about that? You'd be surprised to find out that the legal world isn't always up to date on uh, modern technology, and it can take years for the law to catch up to what is happening around us. And cryptocurrency is a really great example of that, especially when it comes to estate planning. What you find with cryptocurrency investors and holders is that they, they're mainly a younger audience, right? Millennials, Gen Z, uh, some older investors, of course, as crypto has. Hey, I don't know about screen. that, there, there. <laughs> you got Joel and I up in here investing some of the things. I'm a boomer, which is mind blowing to me because I don't feel like one or act like one. I smell like one, though. <laughs> it is like one of the big, like the end boomers, though, right? I built the last year boomer. I was born in '64, which, um, I, you know, it's funny because every time I reference 1964, I go to the year the Beatles invaded America. That was like the big thing that happened that year. The who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not the who. The who. The who was still a couple of years away. Yeah, that's true. That was that was the well, what you're finding is that a lot of this younger crowd isn't creating their estate plans or they don't understand how to do it for their cryptocurrency. And that's because, so you guys know, cryptocurrency is decentralized. So normally when some of it, some of it, some of it, but when you're creating your estate plan, it's, it's not as easy as just writing in your will, which is one of the things I tell everybody don't do. Don't just, you know, put your private keys on your will because a will actually becomes public record if your estate goes into probate. Oh, damn. Yeah. So if you, if you write your, if you think you're going to do it yourself, which you're more than, you know, capable of doing, but if you write your, your keys on your will, if something ever happens and that goes into probate court, if your heirs are fighting over what you've left behind, then all of that is going to become public record. And oh, somebody's like, great. damn, that dude died. I just inherited all his crypto because his keys were out there on the will. You know, let, let's rewind and give some definitions of sure. Vanessa. So for those who don't understand what an estate plan is, uh, wrap it up for us there. So an estate is a fancy lawyer word for your stuff. It's, it's everything you own, your cars, your homes, your bank accounts, your crypto, all these things that have value, both tangible and intangible. But these are the things that you leave behind if and when something happens to you. And there's two parts to the estate planning. There's incapacity planning, and then there's the actual death planning. And mm -hmm. sometimes people think about the death planning, but they don't consider the incapacity part, right? I don't have a crystal ball to tell the future. I can't see five years from now into the future. I don't know if, you know, if there's going to be a car accident or a lightning strike or something that knocks me out. Um, but the reality is, is when it comes to crypto, uh, most people, only you can access it. Only you're the ones that can access your crypto. So what is your plan if something happens to you? Does your family know how to access it? Do your friends know? Do they know what your goals were? Do they know if you wanted to leave it to a charity, to your son, to your niece for their college fund, for whatever? Um, what are your goals in the long term? And can they be accessed? And do they know what to do with it? Do they know what your passwords are? Um, some of the exchanges are not really set up for transfer on death clauses. Um, it's Things can get very complicated. And I, I always pinpoint people to the Matthew Mellon estate. He was the uh, billionaire who passed mm -hmm. away with crypto that could not be accessed after he died. And so it's just kind of 
lost out there. And it's very tragic because that could have gone to help his family. It could have gone to, could have gone for a lot of different things. And so that's one of the things that when it comes to cryptocurrency holders, we really encourage you to, whether you create it yourself or whether you go speak to an attorney, get a plan in place. So if, and when something does happen to you, your family, your heirs, your children, they're prepared. Mm. So I'm, I'm planning on dying someday. <laughs> and, uh, and so, <laughs> right. And I, I don't quite have an estate, but I have some East stuff. And, and so, you know, this is a totally different world, right? As you just mentioned, you don't want to have your crypto keys on your estate. You don't want to have some of the other stuff. So, so here I am, you know, I just turned 49 this year, as which is a great year, seven times seven. Very proud <laughs> you. Uh, you don't look a day over 21, though. <laughs> yeah, not, try, not trying to, not trying to die anytime soon, but um, uh, just trying to figure that out. So it's like, you know, even in the even in the real world, I bet a lot of people don't have their estate planning and their will and everything all, all sort of set up. And even in, you know, the digital world of crypto. So it's like, let's. so I guess, you know, and you said that you are you're available to do this only in Florida at this time. So there's going to be other people who are able to to help in some other states. But like um, what, what what's some of the beginning steps? What do I need to know to get my things in order? Like, I mean, I got a house, I got a Jeep, I got some things. It's like, what happens if I don't do it? Like, you know, who, who oh, gets it there? So <clears throat> you might not have a plan, but the government has a plan for you. Every state has their own laws for what happens to your stuff if you die without a will or without an estate plan. Mm. So I can tell you, uh, it's not enough to say, well, I told my mom and she knows what I want to have happen to my stuff. That's not legally binding. That has that legally, that means nothing. You need to have, well, you, every state is different on how you execute your estate plans. So like in Florida, you know, you have to have two witnesses, uh, you have to sign it and you have to have a self-proving affidavit that's notarized. Um, so how you execute your will is different state to state. Um, one of the things that, you know, we always advise people is of course, speak to a lawyer. You want to, you need to create a whole financial picture of what you have. So the first things first is listing out all of your assets, especially if you have homes in different states, because what happens is, is there will be probates in all of those states and it's time consuming for your family. It's expensive for your family. It's a lot easier to pay a lawyer to do the estate planning part for you, get everything in order than having your family put all the pieces together of, well, he's got a property here. He's got a rental property there. He's, he's a co-owner in this state. You know, they've got to probate all of that. And it's, it's disastrous as people try to put everything together. And then there are times where, the probate is done. It's taken years, but all of a sudden they go through the, you know, they find, they get access to an email account and the email account has bank accounts and they've got, they've got to reopen the, the probate for all these other reasons for all these new assets that are discovered. So one of the first things you have to do is get your financial life organized, get it together, list out everything you own. And then from there, when you meet with an attorney, you can figure out what is the best way to organize this? Is it beneficial to put it in a trust? Is it beneficial to put it in an LLC? What's the best way to save on taxes? Um, I, I certainly expect not everyone loves paying taxes. And if there's a way to minimize your tax exposure, the sooner you talk to a lawyer or a CPA, the better for you long-term. Or, or move to uh, Puerto Rico. That's a good way to uh, minimize your taxes, gotta say, not uh, not too shabby here. So um, there's, if you don't have an estate plan, 
is there a chance that your estate gets taken or taxed at an unusual rate? Like I want to want to make sure that we're scaring people appropriately <laughs> into taking action. Well, the intestine. So when you die without a will, you the lawyer word for that is called intestate. Uh, and that just means that the government's rules, depending on your state, depending on where you live, those are the rules that will determine what happens to your stuff. So um, let's say you are, and things get complicated very quickly. So let's say that you are married. Um, normally, generally, your spouse would be the one to inherit. However, in Florida, if you have a blended family, so let's say you have children from a previous relationship or from a previous marriage, those children they get, they're entitled to something too. So they like the intestacy laws in Florida means that it's not your surviving spouse that gets everything. Now you've got a blended family. Those children cannot be left out if you die without a will. Um, if you have no children and no surviving spouse, it, the government looks to your parents. Um, so they are next in line if there's no surviving spouse and no children. Um, and I don't know about you, but my mom would not know what to do with cryptocurrency. She would be uh, really clueless on what to do with it and, and, and how to even access it. Um, if there's no parents, generally from there, we look to grandparents. Generally from there, we look to aunts. I mean, the government's going to try to uh, find some family that you have to give them your stuff. Anybody um, want this guy's money? <laughs> hey, hey. Pretty much. Isn't that when family shows up, though, right? That's when people come out of the woodwork, you know, the the uncle that uh, you haven't talked to in 10 years and the nephew and niece. So, like, I, love, I love him so much. What was his name again? That Correct. That happens a lot. And it, it also happens in situations where if there is no will, uh, you don't think you'll be fighting with your family over stuff, but people do. They fight over money. They fight over property. They fight over pictures. They fight over beanie babies. Like people fight over the randomest things. And it's really tragic because this is still your family, but because there was no guidance left behind by, by, by you, um, it's really catastrophic for people. That is, it's just, it's, 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 just, it's kind of a morbid thing to think about, right? Most people don't like to think the fact that they're going to die someday. But it's pretty much a given that you're going to die someday. I mean, unless you're like a mortal. I don't know how many mortal people there are on earth. So well, they say would... there are two things certain in life, death and taxes. But it's think of it not so much as, as I don't want to die. I don't want to plan for death. Think of it as a gift that you live, you, you're leaving to your family because they're the ones that are going to have this huge puzzle to put together if something happens to you. Yeah. So let's talk about the crypto side of things. Is there like a vault or something? Because there's like, you know, what, what do you do? Do you like, you know, because one of the things that I thought about doing was like, all right, here's some valuable information that I stored randomly in a secret place. And then when I pass, here's the secret place you need to find it where there's information that you might need to know. And it's not here, but it's somewhere. And it's in a thing somewhere at the place by the deal near the stuff. And uh, 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 it, what, what do you do? Like, uh, because as you mentioned, not your keys, not your crypto. I don't want to put my keys in my will. That goes to probate. Somebody <laughs> steals my crypto. My kids don't get it. What is the solution for that? There are a lot of options. Generally, we look to first, how much crypto do you have? So if you've got, we'll just say 10,000. 10,000 is a lot of crypto, but it's not a lot in the big scheme of things. So if you have 10,000 Bitcoin, that's a lot. If you have well, 10,000 Ethereum, that's <laughs> also a lot. If you have 10,000 USDT, yeah, that's not a lot. If you have 10,000 you know, Shiba coins, that's, that's really nothing. Um, 
So well, it it's the value on... overall. Let's okay, say okay. it's about ten thousand. Whatever you're holding, whatever it is, if you've got about ten thousand, that's that's not a lot in the big scheme of things, but it is a significant amount of money. Um, for that, we would in the will, and again, talk to a lawyer in your state. You know, make sure you're following the rules of, of your of your state. But generally, we would create a will that says, by the way, we have a separate memorandum outlining cryptocurrency. And then in that memorandum, which is not directly on the will, but aside from the will, in this memorandum, you can update as many times as you want. And that memorandum would list out all the crypto, how to access it, kind of create this, this playbook for anyone who picks up this, this memo and they'll know what to do with it. But the key is you've got to put that in a very safe spot. Um, that's not something you want to just leave in your car. If you want to put it in a safety deposit box, if you want to hide it somewhere in your house, somewhere that it can be accessed, uh, but that is not, you don't want it to become public record. Now, if you've got a significant value of, of crypto, let's say you're, you're in the 10 millions of crypto, um, you really might want to consider getting a trust in place, whether it's a revocable living trust or whether it's an irrevocable trust. This is where you have to actually talk to someone that's licensed in your state to figure out the best plan for you. Um, maybe you do a charitable remainder trust if you want the money to go to charity so you maximize your tax savings. Um, it's there's there's a lot of different options, but certainly the more crypto you have, the more you really want to consider putting it in a trust to make sure that you can minimize your tax exposure and pass it on to your heirs without them ever having to go to probate. That, that's if you care about them. I mean, you could be like, I'm dying with all my crypto. Y'all figure it out. There's Cheers. my wallet. Uh, bitches. That's what I'm going to say. Good luck, bitches. Yeah, there's there's clues, but you gotta. It's a puzzle. You got if you want it, you gotta solve the mystery and figure it out. Otherwise, your my crypto is forever lost. Sorry. That is some people. Some people don't care. They're building it for themselves, and if they don't, you know, if they can't spend it, nobody else will. But if you have got a family, if you're trying to create that generational wealth, you need to make sure that your family can access it so they can enjoy the fruits of your of your holding. So what's the best process for, for doing this? How do you create um, the, uh, the estate plan for your crypto for people you know, to access it in a way that makes sense? So the first thing you got to do is get your financial life organized. But as you research different attorneys in your state, ask them to um, really just ex ask them if they know crypto. <laughs> Ask them if they've done estate plans with crypto, ask them how familiar they are with it. Um, a lot of lawyers don't know crypto, don't like crypto, uh, and don't want to touch crypto. So it's not even in their intake form. So if you are reaching out to different attorneys in your state and it's not even in their intake form of, of what cryptocurrency do you have, then they likely don't understand it, don't know it, and don't have exposure to how to best help you. So as you're trying to find an attorney to help you, please find someone that understands crypto. They don't have to invest in crypto, certainly, but they at least need to understand how to help you protect your crypto. Mm. So, so Vanessa, uh, I have $10,000 in crypto. What, now I have $9,000. Now I have $8,000. Now I have $7,200. Now I have $9,000. Oh, now I got $13,000 in crypto. Now I got $5,000 in crypto. Like, it, the thing is, is that crypto goes up and the crypto goes down. And so it's like, if you're putting that, that, oh, I have $10,000 in crypto, by the time I'm dead, that could be $2 million. I mean, it, or it could be zero dollars. Like, and so like the monetary value of that is is less important than it is of the actual 
oh, you have 2.7 Ethereums, you got 8.4 Bitcoins, you got whatever, you whatever, right? Is that how you're sort of, you're, you're putting it down? Because I can't just tell somebody, well, on June 1st, 2022, it was worth $10,200. <laughs> Who knows what it is now? I'm dead. Like, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, no, the volatility <laughs> in crypto is, is true, but I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's well, it's not the same thing, but it's similar with any stock, right? Sometimes stocks go up and sometimes okay, stocks go down, right, but right. you still got to list them out in your estate plan. You still got to make sure you list mm -hmm. out someone to, to, to be like, to receive it. <laughs> you still need an heir. You still need to name a beneficiary. Um, so whether it goes up, whether it goes down, you still want to make sure that people know that you have it, that you own it. Yeah. Um, and that there is some kind of secure method for them to access yeah. it if something happens to you. I basically told my kids, and they know this, this is, and this is public record now, this is a podcast, but I basically said, well, you guys can divide up the sell, sell the house, divide that, the car, the Jeep or whatever, <clears throat> and then everything else, just kind of do a draft pick. And the, first, and, the, <laughs> and the first pick in the dad's death stuff draft goes to Jarek Ride. And the second pick of the dead stuff of dad. <laughs> now in the third round, uh, they pick her. Yeah. It, so it's it's like, not legally binding. What you, what you want for your family. I said it in a podcast, though. It's what I mean. Well, they'll have to they'll have to air that in probate court. Um, okay, air this in probate court, probate, probate bitches. Travis but is dead you want now. to avoid that. He Truly wants his kids to have his stuff. I don't want the governments to have his stuff. Ideally, what you want is if something happens to you for your family to just be able to grieve your loss, you don't want them having to deal with, well, who wants the, who's going to get the car? Who's going to deal with the property? Can you pay the mortgage on that property? Is it paid off? What's the, what are the taxes on that thing? You know, truly what you want is for your family to go, okay, he's gone and we miss him, but he left us this wonderful gift and he left everything organized. So we know this child gets the, you know, this, this kid gets this, this kid gets that, this kid gets the bank account. Um, there's life insurance policy. There's, you know, everything is set, uh, this way. They're not trying to figure out, you know, they're not, they're not opening up this garage full of junk and like old Chinese plates that nobody wants. It's going to have to go to Goodwill. Like mm -hmm. nobody wants to be in that situation. So um, ideally leaving behind that last gift where everything is organized for them. What about in case, in cases where there's not death, but you know, one of the things you, you mentioned pre-call that people don't think about is sudden incapacitation. Something happens to you while you're still living. Um, and you know, maybe you're in a coma and you know, it's, they're like, Hey, Hey, dad, can you hear me? What's your keys? What, what do you do then? Well, if you're incapacitated, there's nothing you can do, Right. <laughs> um, but that's one of those things to think about, right? The car accidents, the comas, sometimes people get diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's, like that happens and it's really tragic. Um, that's the other reason why you need to have an estate plan in place. And one of the things we um, want to get in place there is that power as the financial power of attorney that will give someone access to your financial life. They'll be able to access your, uh, your bank accounts, you know, make sure they can access uh, if they, if you need to file a tax return one year, like you want to make sure that they can plan for your incapacitation. So if they need to sell a property to pay for your care, you need to make sure that they can do that. Um, we also have like Florida has some rules on digital assets and there's a very specific language that has to be written in the power of attorney um, to give someone the power to access your crypto. Uh, and that's another reason why you want to make sure someone can access your information because 
um, and securely, right? I'm not telling you to go out there and give you know everybody your keys, but you know if if there's a way for you to write it down, put it in a safe deposit box, you know, keep it safe and secure. What if that crypto could be used to pay for your care? That would be really great. Um, insurance sometimes doesn't do a good of a job paying as we want them to. So um, if, if your crypto can be utilized to pay for long-term care, that would be wonderful. And certainly another gift you could give to a family member who is now trying to figure out how to get access to it, what to do, how to pay for this, how to pay for that. Um, it would be a, a beautiful gift to give them. Mm, that is really good. So let me ask this then, you know, because there's so many things that I don't even know or understand about this whole space. What are other things that people might need to know and and uh, be aware of in this process to consider? So I can tell you for Florida, one of the things that we do is we have the financial power of attorney, which gives people access to their financial records if they become incapacitated. We also have a, a healthcare surrogate, which is a medical, essentially a medical power of attorney, which means if something happens to you or me, again, incapacitated, and we need somebody else to make medical decisions to accept treatment or, or you know, do something medically related, um, that gives them the authority to do that. We also have the living will uh, that allows for someone to say, um, you know, hey, if if I'm in a persistent vegetative coma, if I'm terminally ill, if two doctors say that I'm like brain dead and I'm never coming back, go ahead and pull the plug. I give permission to this person for them to pull the plug if something happens. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Terry Schiavo. It was a really tragic case, I think in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's the example we always tell people is she didn't want to be in that position and the family and the husband certainly didn't want to be in that position. But if they had had a living will, it certainly could have prevented that. Uh, so there's, there's lots of things to consider when creating your estate plan. So uh, just because you're not in this world, you don't get to take your stuff with you. Your stuff stays behind and something has to happen to it. So it's important to be legally protected. It's important to avoid family conflict. If you can get your life, your, your financial life organized, truly it's a, it's a lasting gift that you give to your family. So this real quick is that just as a follow-up, like if I die prematurely, uh, Joel's house is going to get my ghost every once in a while. I'm just going to come by and just like scare him. I'm going to drop him good stuff. Just like, what did, where did my, where did my remote go? And it's like, I'm just going to hide it. I'm just like random things. Just I'll know. I'll know it's you just dicking around though. Like, I, I, <laughs> it's just Travis. He's harmless. He's <laughs> like, ah, damn it, Travis. Dead Rufus man. will get you if you do. I'll detect and be like, something's up here. And a big. We get get Somebody bring pinchos, right? Iguana pinchos. That, that is a thing. So, um, how does somebody go about finding some, you know, someone reputable? If they're in Florida, obviously they can go to ClarkLawPLLC.com and contact <laughs> Vanessa. But if they're not in Florida, how do you find the right person to do this? There are so many ways. If you have a financial advisor, ask them. They usually have really good contacts. Um, otherwise, there's estateplanning.com has a great database of lawyers that you can reach out to in your state. Um, and they, they have them for all 50 states. Uh, Google's always a friend, of course. Uh, but certainly, uh, there's also, um, oh, what's that website now? Uh, there's a, the, the National Estate Planning Council. Uh, they've got a database as well. What you want to find is someone that, um, you know, is, is local to you. There are 
a ton of attorneys out there, but what you want to find is someone that practices mainly in estate planning, that it's the focus of their practice, either estate planning and probate, because that way they work the other side too. And they've seen what, how ugly things can get in probate. Um, and ideally you want someone that for, for cryptocurrency holders that understands crypto and isn't looking to you going, you know, what is this? Explain this to me <laughs> that they'll have, um, either have already previously created estate plans for cryptocurrency holders or uh, certainly understand the risks involved if the crypto is not included in the estate plan. Well, the, uh, the, the prosecution rests, Your Honor. Does the defense have any further questions? That's you, Travis. Oh, no, they were all acquitted because this, this trial was held in D.C. Right. And we had a very friendly, we had a very friendly uh, uh, juror. Yeah, yeah. That's how you, that's how you had a couple, had a couple donors. (laughs) We had a couple donors in there and uh, just totally got everything acquitted. So it's totally good. We're good. Vanessa, thanks for coming on and sharing with us today. We appreciate it. And uh, again, if you guys want to connect with her links are in the show notes, but on Instagram, Clark law, P L L C com is the website, www.clarklawplc.com to contact (laughs) Vanessa. Thanks for for putting up with us. We appreciate the uh, quality info. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much. And now we can be silly and irreverent again because everybody's figured out what to do with their crypto when they die. Shouldn't be a problem anymore. You know, the problem is that you're going to die and uh, might as well be prepared so you just sit your family up in the best case scenario possible, right? Because it's crazy. Chances are you're going to die. I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty good odds. I mean, I mean other, <laughs> who are you how many leave? persons? There's only been like one person that's not died, but that was Jesus. But then he came back, but he also died. But then he came back and then he just disappeared. Yeah. It's like, who else has not died? Yeah, I mean, he did die. Well, Lazarus, according to scripture, died and Jesus, you know, raised him from the dead. But Man, then he, he died again later, right? Lazarus sure. still ain't walking around unless he's a zombie. He must have smelled. Can you imagine like the odor after being dead for a few <laughs> days? They, his people, right. the people were really excited. They're like, oh, my gosh, he's alive. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He's got maggots coming out of his nose. I'm going to give That's, that guy oh. a bar of dove or something. This is this is really bad. So yeah. who are you going to in your your trust or your will? Who are you going to leave your bag of dicks to? Oh, <laughs> well, I've only begun collecting by bags of dicks. And so I'm going to get a vast collection of bags of dicks. And then when I pass away, actually, probably before I pass away, I'm going to get a big old truck and dump them over at your house. I, I thought maybe in your all over you your could lawn. say, and to my dear friend, Ronnie Moass, I leave you this. <laughs> bag <of dicks."> <laughs> <laughs> to my dearest friend, Ronnie Moass. I, I hope he's doing good. I haven't heard from him in a while. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I heard somebody wrote me the other day on Telegram about dig. I guess the dig guys aren't done. And they did a token swap for dig a U. And I guess they're waiting on some sort of regulation clearance. Maybe it's still alive. This was the group that he was going after that so many people lost money on, including Mm -hmm. me. I don't know if I lost money, but I was left holding a big worthless bag of digs. Of digs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A giant bag of digs. I just closed. Very nice. Wow, that, that is just perfect timing. That's really good. This is why I am a, a amateur stand-up comedian because nobody would pay me for this. <laughs> That's so true. You know, actually, though, us doing a dual comedy set, people would pay for. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, Maybe. like, you know, because we did we did some uh, we did a keynote last week uh, in San Juan where we were talking about 15 things around NFTs to evaluate uh, or when you're creating a, a successful NFT project. And <clears throat> we were kind of going back and forth and back and forth. And it was just funny. It's like you can just see as the other one is talking, the other one is thinking of a funny joke or at least an, of, of some sort of off-witted banter of some sort. And so we were just going back and forth. It was pretty fun. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody else pull off a dual keynote before, like what we did. No, it was pretty cool. In fact, um, we're probably going to be doing the same keynote, a variation of it at NFT NYC here in just a couple of weeks in New York City. Yeah. Get a rope. Get a rope. Be good. So Go if ahead. you guys aren't signed up for NFT NYC, we're definitely going to be there. We're going to have a presence. And by presence, I mean, we're going to be there. I'll be there. Travis will be there. Sir Lord Zach is going to be there. Lady Aaron's going to be there. Uh, lady Jen FT. So both of the nifty chicks are going to be in the house. They're speaking. We're speaking. Um, it's going to be a great week. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm moderating a um, uh, a wax private event. I think it's only going to have like 100 people at it. William Quigley uh, is going to be um, on stage there. And uh, there's some other stuff you're you're going. Are you guys doing a, 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 a soul shamans an ancient wisdom event of any kind? Uh, we're I doing one uh, independently, but we're partnering with a couple of other ones, right? So we're we're um, working on those details right now. In an ideal world, that's what we'll do. <clears throat> but uh, actually, we're talking with this uh, phenomenal printer that's going to actually create. Uh, uh, so when you get a, when you get uh, one of these uh, shamans or wizards or medicine women, you're actually going to be able to get a forty by thirty print of it that has an NFC chip on it that will give you daily wisdom drops. So um, pretty cool. We're gonna have fun with this. And so I chatted with the uh, with the resource today. So good stuff. Very nice. Well, hopefully we'll have some exciting news about NFT NYC soon. We're waiting on the final schedule and location of our talk. We'll definitely let you guys know. Um, announcements also coming soon from the Planet Sly HQ about the minting for the Sylvester Stallone NFTs. And uh, we'll keep you guys uh, in tune with it. Uh, that, that's all I got for today. How about you? That's all I got to say as well. I just want to thank, thank the wonderful Vanessa Clark for coming on and putting up with us and uh, sharing sharing all about the death of cryptos. Spending time with a couple of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. All right. Catch you guys in the next episode. Don't forget to review, rate, subscribe, ring bells, dinglings, and tingle your ningles, and stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. What's a ningle? Heard What's of, a dingle? Heard of.
jingles, but mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna give me some food because I'm hungry. You gonna get some pinchos? You know, I have thought about getting some pinchos. So funny story about the pinchos, right? I think there's some people that are still listening to this here after the disclaimer. Okay, still going, yeah. Okay. You 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 brought me some pinchos from the place that you like up there in Luquio. And mm-hmm. said, these are chicken pinchos and they're delicious and they're amazing and they were really good. They were really tasty. And then you wrote me a little bit later to tell me what. Uh, well, I think I think they might actually be iguana because when you cook, cook up iguana, it looks like white chicken breast and it tastes like it. And actually, they say iguana doesn't taste gamey at all. <clears throat> it tastes like chicken. And it's illegal to sell commercially iguanas, but iguanas here are, they're not native to Puerto Rico and they're an invasive species where they will tear up people's uh, farms. They will tear up your crops. And so they'll shoot them and uh, trap them and everything else. And it seems to me that's quite possible that it's not chicken. Cause I asked them, I said, so is these pollos pinchos or is this iguana? And he looks at me, he smiles real big, and he goes, maybe. <laughs> hey, I think I've got a world first for us. The, the show's over, and we're into the post-disclaimer Easter egg, but a piece of news just popped up, and I want to share it. What's that? This will be a world's first. Um, there's a dude by the name of Nathan Chastain. He's 31 years old. He used to be a product manager at OpenSea, which, of course, is the largest NFT marketplace. Yep. And uh, U.S. prosecutors have charged him with insider trading. So, Oh, that's that dude who was yeah. basically knew who was going to get featured, and he would yes. buy up a bunch of them before they got featured. Yeah, he got charged. He bought 45 NFTs through anonymous hot wallets and anonymous accounts and sold them for a profit, and he knew they were going to be featured on the homepage. And as the product manager, it was he got to choose which ones would be featured. So it's total insider right. trading. Right, so he's, it's actually, Joel, it was NFT cider. Right. Money laundering as well as wire fraud, both with a 20 year prison sentence could happen. So there's a little piece of news for you. See, you know, it's it's a good reason to stick around. Bitcoin's thirty thousand two hundred and three dollars here on the first of June at three fifty three p.m. And this Easter egg is over.